0: Welcome aboard Just Jets with your captain, Matt O'Leary. Buckle up and enjoy the ride.
1: Hello and welcome to Just Jets episode number 111. What's going on? I am Matt O'Leary, going to be hanging out with you. What an absolute freaking time it is as the NFL draft is inching closer. I cannot wait. We're going to talk about some uh, cryptic tweets. We're going to talk about uh, your voicemails. But before all of that, a word from our sponsors over at Manscaped. Can I get a round of applause? Manscaped has recently released the launch of their ultra premium collection. Believe it or not, it's not only for Manscaped. It's not only for your, you know, your private area. We're talking about leveling up your hygiene routine with your favorite manly scent. This is an all-in-one skin And hair care kit for the everyday man and covers you from head to toe. Literally, Manscaped is trusted below the waist. Now trust them with the rest. Join the now 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with my promo code JETS20. That is J-E-T-S-2-0 for 20% off and free shipping. Get yourself something nice over from the friends over at Manscaped. Appreciate it for sponsoring the show. And of course, we're going to start things off with the cryptic tweets. Oh man, AJ Brown. Jet fans are the best, by the way, for their reaction to all the AJ Brown stuff. So he sent out a cryptic tweet and the number of Jets fans in the comments is just downright phenomenal. So six hours ago at the time of recording this, but it was this afternoon, he tweets, Tired of all this, just like you all. And if you scroll through the number of comments from Jeff fans is insane. It's downright. It's just, it's downright insane. I love it. And like, do I really think AJ Brown is going to get traded? Probably not. Did I think Tyree Kill was going to get traded? Hell the hell no. Hell the hell. I was going to say hell the Bleep no, but I'm not going to say the F word on the show. I'm going to try not to. Um, Crazy things happen. And I think DK Metcalf is probably the more likely of the two to get traded. But we, this is not the first uh, AJ Brown cryptic tweet that we've seen. It's not. And like, what else? Tired of all this, just like y'all. He also says... Happens every week, but it never gets easier. It's out of my hands. God, I trust you. Like, I don't know. Is a guy going through contract negotiations with with a lot of cryptic messages on the old bird app. It's uh like I said, man, it's just you just you never know. You really never know. And look, Joe Douglas has been very um, aggressive or very open, I guess we should say, about looking to add more wide receiver talent on this team. He went with his chips to the table, pushing him forward for Tyreek Hill. It didn't work out. Tyreek obviously chose Miami, but it's, it's clear that he's interested. So maybe it's DK, maybe it's AJ Brown, or maybe it's pick 10, but I think the Jets... Very obviously are going to add a wide receiver as they look to continue to build out for Zach Wilson. Because they know Joe Douglas knows he is tied to Zach Wilson for better or for worse. And sure, he could do great things with the rest of this roster. And there are some things that he's done that I really like. There's also some things that he's done that I'm not really a fan of, but his future is very much so connected. Zach Wilson. It's very rare that you have the opportunity to draft another quarterback if you screw up the first one. It's just the reality of the situation. And it's the reality of why he didn't tie himself down with Sam Darnold and decided to move on. It made too much sense not to. And we don't have to rehash that, but he, he the point is he knows and when he came with Justin Fields or Mac Jones or whoever or Zach Wilson or Trey Lance or you know anybody the point was he had to find his guy and for better or worse Zach Wilson is his guy so he better make sure that he is in the best possible situation to succeed because the more he succeeds the more games the Jets win the more games the Jets win the longer Joe Douglas gets to stay. And with your young quarterback on a rookie contract, now is the time to spend the money and the premium assets on those high-priced players because you're not going to be able to do that down the line. I sure as hell hope that Zach Wilson is worth $40 million a year, let's say, against the cap. That means you have a phenomenal quarterback in this league but then you lose a Devontae Adams. The Jets aren't going to be able to add a player like that. Then you're going to have to hit on some of the drafts. So like while the rest of your roster is young and not making that much money, that is the time for you to get aggressive. Is it going to be AJ Brown? Is it going to be DK Metcalf. I don't know. I would say more likely than not, it's probably going to be in the NFL draft, but these cryptic tweets, they're not going away. And we'll see. April is going to be a crazy month. It's going to be a crazy month, and it's only the beginning. Oh, I'm just filled with joy. I love April. I love the NFL draft. So, if you didn't know, which I think you should, but every year for the NFL draft, myself, Ryan from Jets Talk 24 7, and Greenbean, the Jets fan, better known as Greenbean. Stream for three days for the NFL Draft. The Thursday, the first round. Friday, round two and round three. And Saturday, rounds four through seven. It's on Jets Talk 24-7's channel. That's also where we do the uh, Talking Jets panel on Tuesdays. Most of you guys probably know this already, but if for the off chance you don't, you got to be following along for this. You have to. Four picks in the top 40 is huge the Jets franchise could be completely in a different trajectory in just a few short weeks. And on that show in particular, not only is it the reaction of us three, we have Jets experts coming in all the time on day two and day three of the draft and other content creators that you know, and that you like very much will be on the show. And I can't wait. I'm really looking forward to it. I hope you guys come and hang out with us. This will be a third year. We did it for 2020. We did it for 2021 and we're going to do it again here in 2022, and I can't wait. So before we get to your guys' voicemails, remember the game that I've been playing versus? Got a new question this week for you. It's been a blast playing so far. I've been sticking with New York sports this week. The Brooklyn Nets are taking on the New York Knicks. My question for you is if in the game against the Nets, will R.J. Barrett score 25 points or more? You can vote yes. You can vote no. You can win some money. It'd be a whole lot of fun for everyone involved. Check it out. Link down below in the description to play and in the pinned comment. So check it out. Without further ado, let's hop into those voicemails. First up is Nick in D.C. He wants to talk about the wide receiver class this year. Okay. Polarizing topic. Let's do it.
0: Hey, Matt. It's Nick from D.C. So I hope by the time I'm calling in, uh, this complete this conversation is completely useless because I hope we've traded for A.J. Brown, but... You know, one can only do it. So I want to talk about the 2022 wide receiver draft class because I think there is a little too much hyping up of this entire class that I don't think is super warranted. Okay. I think, in my opinion, the top end of the class is really good and and pretty deep because I have, like, four or five guys who I think are all, like, can be really decent players in the NFL. But I think there is a huge drop-off that I don't think people realize as much they, they don't realize it as, as much i think i think christian watson is not a great receiver while he's a great athlete i think that kid's gonna take a long time to develop just watch him running routes it takes him eight steps to get out of a break as opposed to elijah Moore. it takes two and i'm not just comparing those two because it might seem like apples and oranges but you can't take that long to get a break. And same with Jahan Dotson. If you watch Jahan Dotson play, he has great hands, but other than that, he doesn't do anything at an elite level. Because to me, I have Garrett Wilson, Traylon Longberg, Drake London, Chris Olave in that top tier, and Jamison Williams. But I don't think we're drafting Jameson Williams just because of the ACL. I think we need guys who can That's fair. step in right now. But my my next receiver off. After that huge drop off is, is Pickens, and I, I think the kid from Boise, Shakir Khalil Shakir, is, is better than than say Jahan Gosling or Christian Boston. Hmm. My point is, I hope we go receiver at ten. Yeah, honestly, I'd be fine with going receiver at four if KT is there. I think he's okay. Key. But my point is, I don't think I don't think we should wait. I want to, I want a receiver at ten. I, I don't care what it takes. Just get get one of those top guys. I think the bottom end is is not a great. Anyway, uh, give me your thoughts on that. Uh, just wanted to call in and, and talk about the receiver class, but uh, go just
1: Appreciate it, man. I appreciate your opinion. Um, I, too, would like to go wide receiver in the first round. Um, I might be a little bit higher on some of those guys than you are, but the point I think that I agree with you on is you are more likely to see Garrett, Wils- Garrett Wilson, Traylon Burks, Drake London... Jamison Williams, Chris Olave, guys like that come into Lincoln league and produce right away than Watson or Pickens or any of those guys. And I think there's things to like about those prospects, but I am not willing to take that risk at saying I am for sure relying on this guy at 35 or 38 or whatever to come in and be this team's number one receiver. And yeah, it worked last year with Elijah Moore, and I think Elijah Moore is going to be a good player. But he's he's a different kind of receiver. I think Elijah Moore is better than the guys that would, you know, be there at thirty five this year. And he played in a big time program and he put up numbers. Some of these other guys, there's too many question marks with it. Like Christian Watson at North Dakota State. He's going to come into the NFL and produce right away? Maybe, but that's a gigantic risk. George Pickens coming off an injury, gigantic risk. Even Jameson Williams coming off an injury is risky, but at least he was extremely productive at Alabama. Garrett Wilson's route running, I think, translates. Drake London, that scares me a little bit because of the whole separation thing, but um, I think you could. You, there's a world where he could translate to the next level. Traylon Burks, I just think, is a freak athlete. So um, I'm with you. Take your favorite receiver at 10. Uh, I'd probably rather go edge at 4 and then receiver at 10 than you know crossing your fingers and hoping one gets there at 10. But I think it's important to go receiver early, and uh, I'm with you on that. Thank you for calling in. We're going to go to Joe in Cali. Joe, what do you got? Hey,
2: Matt. It's Joe from sunny and expensive California. (laughs) I just wanted to get your thoughts on this. I was thinking about the draft, and I think in the past, Joe Douglas was trying to trade down but couldn't find a trade partner in for some of the first-round picks. This year, because the Giants have five and seven, I think as we get closer to the draft, teams looking to trade up are going to realize that the Giants have the most likely trade partner because they have those very close-together picks at the top of the first round. And I think that puts the Jets at a very, in a very good position if they do want to trade down because a lot of teams – who are really looking to trade up to get one of the top five players in the draft, realize that they're probably going to have to jump ahead of teams trying to buy for one of the giants picks. So anyway, just wanted (laughs) to get
1: your thoughts. Go Jets. Keep up the good work. Bye. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. I agree with you. I think the giants are an interesting team with two picks in the top 10. To me, I think that it's very obvious. They're going to go with the best lineman on the board at pick five. So if there's a team behind them that really wants an offensive lineman and wants their guy, they might be calling the Jets and say, hey, how do we get to pick four? Um, that would make that would make sense. I think that's the way to look at it. Epic seven. I think sauce Gardner is really in play for them. Some people believe edge, but conversely to how the Jets run their defense, wink Martindale puts a lot of responsibility on the secondary and on the corners. And with James Bradbury more than likely going to become a cap casualty at some point, whether it's trade or being released, I think it would be wise for them to land the top to, a top flight corner. So I think that's interesting. I haven't really looked at it that way. And like originally when the phone call first started, I thought it was going to be like the jets should move back with the giants or something like that, which I just, I don't think I see that on draft day, but That's an interesting perspective because it's pretty obvious the direction that the Giants are going, especially with pick five. So, yeah, if a a team behind that, maybe Carolina wants to jump up. Like, we want an offensive lineman so bad. Now, they don't have a ton of draft capital to move. Thank you, Sam Darnold trade, but maybe they want to get aggressive. I don't know. It's possible. Let's do Dakota Jet up next from North Dakota. What do you got for us, my friend? Thank you, Joe, by the way.
3: Hey, Matt. This is Dean from North Dakota, Dakota Jet. Uh, I just thought I'd give you a little idea here so that we're not uh, tied up so much at the top of the draft with have to, have to. uh, A way to maybe solve our edge problem. Let's sign a mercenary. Let's get uh, Jadavion clowning in. And then at third, in our second round, let's take David Ojabu. And I think that could be a win-win for us. And uh, I think we could get him at 35 or 38. And uh, that would solve a couple of problems. And then it's not a we have to pick one in the top four, you know, at at number four. That's just something to take a look at. Uh, on Chris or Chris Watson, he's gonna he's up he's in the low first round now. He's gonna end up in the top fifteen. Top
1: fifteen, really?
3: off on his small school thing. He's been in the Jets offense for four years now. That's what they run, and they're 149 and 12 running that offense in the last ten years. Nine out of championships the other
1: time so just so you know talk to you later bye well i appreciate that insight um i i would be surprised if he goes that high um i guess they could go that that route with gambling on ojabo being there at pick 35 but i still think he ends up going in the first round Uh, maybe in the back half of the first round there. There's a lot of good edges in this class, and I think they're going to be going at the top here uh, before the Jets pick again, unfortunately. so um, It's an interesting concept. Jadavion Clowney would really help the Jets run defense out a lot too. Um, But I don't think they'd take a swing on a guy. I think their swing on a guy like that was Solomon Thomas. And you can make the case, well, Jadavion's better than Solomon Thomas. Of course, I agree with you. Um, but I don't, I think that was the veteran, uh, addition, uh, on the, on the defensive line. Um, so yeah, I would still, I would still anticipate them going edge early, but I understand where you're coming from and I appreciate the insight on North Dakota state Shane in New Jersey. He has, uh, some takes on Zach Wilson in year two. Okay, let's do it.
2: Hey, Mr. Matt O'Leary. How we doing? Shane from Jersey giving you a call. Um, first, I want to say something about uh, Zach Wilson and what I want to see. Uh, something I really like moving forward to next season is kind of just like a you know bright side outlook. And then I kind of have a hypothetical scenario slash question. Um, just, you know, bored, thinking about the Jets, man. Uh, seeing Zach, like, throwing the guys, watching his highlights again. Something I love this season, I feel like is really underrated. When you go back and look at his highlights, mm. mostly because we were a very bad football team and screwing ourselves sure. in these, you know, second and longs, third and longs. Half of his highlights are on third downs and third and longs. Like, I just think that's so under. it's such a great thing. Like, yes, you could say, you know, a lot of the highlights are there because we were in so many situations, yeah. Mm-hmm. But he's converting a ton. I mean, how many times have you seen, like, the 50-yard run against uh, the Jags, whatever, for the touchdown? Like, that was another third down. The bullet starts he makes. A lot of these are just third downs where he's standing in the pocket looking. Um, so, again, I love Zach, little bright side outlook. I just think that's a really cool thing, and I wanted to mention it's something for – you know, the listeners, everybody, to think, like, I, I, we've got we get our guy, blah, 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 hiding for next season. I'm hyped. That's just something I want to get off my chest and say. Now, this scenario, let's say uh, Thibodeau goes before us and Ooh. so does Hutchinson, and now we're like, oh, man, we don't want Walker. Four's too early for Carl Loftus. Uh, I still like Bryce Hall, so I'm kind of off, like, the soft thing. Yeah, it'd be cool, whatever, but I'm a big Bryce fan.
1: Me too. Okay. Um.
2: Uh, Maybe a little trade back or something, because around 10, hot take. But what about Jordan Davis? Oh, no, no, Oh no. We bump JFM back to the outside because he's not as much of a run stopper. And something that killed us last year, man, was just those, like, easy four or five-yard runs up the middle against us. Uh, Quinnen soaking up all these double teams. If we get that monster dude in there, suck off these double teams, let Quinnen do his thing, and then we have Lawson and JFM, Again, this is if we can't get Thibodeau and obviously Hutchinson's gone too. Uh, What about snagging, you know, Jordan Davis at 10? Probably not at 4, but at 10 maybe. I don't even – I really don't care what we do at 4. Maybe like a Garrett – I would take Garrett Wilson or London. I I don't even care. Or trade out. But like Jordan Davis at 10, that's a nice D-line. That takes up a double team with that uh, big monster of a dude. Quinn gets more uh, action. Uh, Lawson, J.F.M. back on the outside. Uh, What do you think of that hypothetical, man? Uh, And of the Zach Wilson thing I said. So yeah, just let me know your thoughts. Could be a cool thing to happen. Yeah, man, let me know. Love the show. Be good, brother. Peace.
1: Shane, I love you, Shane. You call in all the time. You bring a really good perspective. I agree with you on Zach Wilson. And I think 99 times out of 100, I feel like I agree with your takes. This is one out of 100. I can't possibly do another interior defensive lineman. Can't do it. And I know like you're going to say, well, Neat Matt needs change, and like this team does need to add on the interior. You're right. I would take an interior player as early as the third round, but I can't possibly think about using another first-round pick on an interior player. I, 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 do I have to go through the list? Muhammad Wilkerson, Quinton Koppels, Sheldon Richardson, Leonard Williams, Quinnen Williams. That's five guys since 2011. I can't. I really can't sit here and do it. And like, I get Jordan Davis is a freak athlete. And I'm not saying like he's going to be a bad player in this league. I think he goes to the right circumstances, he could be very good. But with the amount that Jets rotate, especially on the inside anyway, I'm really good with John Franklin Myers, uh, Quinny Williams, Solomon Thomas. You brought back Nathan Shepard, who I don't really like. But you had another, let's say, day two guy in there with Jonathan Marshall also. I'm, o- I'm okay there. And like Jet fans, I'm not saying Shane in particular, but Jet fans give Makai Becton such a hard time about his weight. What the hell do you think they're going to be doing? doing about Jordan Davis's weight. He's bigger than Makai. He's gigantic. The first time he's taken off the field on third down, it'd be, you see, his weight's an issue. It's just, I can't, I can't go through that again, man. Please, I am begging you. No more interior defensive linemen and no more goddamn safeties in the first round. Please. Jets haven't had a dominant edge piece in forever, forever. I know that this is an outside the box idea. And Shane, this isn't, this isn't directed at more at. This isn't directed at you. And I know that it might seem that way right now, but it's just more of my frustrations of years and years and years of this team doing the same thing with the similar results. Um, so I personally can't do it. As much as I might like Jordan Davis as a player, I can't get behind that. I'm sorry. George from Long Island is, or Rhode Island, it's either Long Island or Rhode Island, hard to hear, but George is up next. Is it better to go wide receiver at four? Interesting. Let's talk about it.
2: What's so, Max? George from Long Island. I uh, just wanted to get your thoughts on a lot of these mock drafts are having uh, the Jets grab a wide receiver uh, with the fourth pick. Uh, you know, obviously, I think I'd rather them get the 10th pick, but does it make sense for them to just go get their number one wide receiver at that point? You know, personally, I, I would rather grab a pass rusher at four and the wide receiver at 10. But, you know, whatever really helps Zach Wilson improve, that's all I care about. So yep. let me know what you think. Thanks.
1: Yeah, I'm in the same boat as you. I'd prefer to go edge and wide receiver. But I was doing a live stream yesterday. And if you haven't checked it out yet, on Sunday evenings I do a live stream for an hour and do, you know, a Q and a session. And someone was asking me about Uh, my thoughts on um, taking a wide receiver at four because there's a chance Atlanta might go receiver at eight and then you could pick your favorite one at four and then just hope that you get a good edge at 10. And like, it's entirely possible that a good edge is going to be there at 10. Um, Jermaine Johnson might be. George Karloftis more than likely will be. And you guys know how much I like George Karloftis. Um, So it's certainly an idea. Some people think KT is going to be there at 10. I don't but some people do. Again, I think my preference is edge at four and then wide receiver at 10, but there's a there's a lot worse ideas than going with your favorite receiver at four and then getting your pass rusher at 10. Again, I don't love it, but it's not it's not awful. We got main jet up next. we're gonna do some more. Denzel Mims conversation? He's not giving up on Denzel? Okay, let's see. Hi,
4: this is Maine Jet, uh, calling from Maine, of course. And, of course, I'm happy that uh, Denzel Mims is is getting involved in the action with with Zach Wilson. There may be some ding-bad Jets fans out there that actually think that that's uh, probably a bad thing. Hmm. Um, But he belongs to the Jets team, okay? He is one of the receivers that was very highly touted. Uh, coming out of Baylor. Everybody wanted wanted to see him do well, as did I. I really thought he was a great a home run pick that we really got value in getting him in damn near the third round. And, you know, he's just, I, I don't know what happened. I'm as confused by last year as anybody else is. But all I can tell you is I want to see him get him one more chance, and this will be his final chance, I'm sure of that and uh he just needs to show something you know he just needs to relearn the playbook um learn to do well and you know here's the most confusing things how in the world could he do better under adam gase than he can under robert Sala? is that an indictment on robert Sala? anyway i'll leave that up to you to figure it out <laughs> thanks Bite.
1: appreciate it i don't know if that's an indictment on robert Sala. maybe it is um I think Mims deserves training camp. If he has a similar training camp to what he did last year, even I know that he had the salmon issue last year, um, then I think it's over. But I think he earned the right to get a look. And maybe it turns into like a nice depth piece on this team, but I just don't think you can go into next year and be like, yeah, he's going to be in our starting three. I hoped that was the case. But based on what we saw last year, it was downright disastrous what we saw out of Denzel Mims which I'm with you. I I had a first round grade on him. Uh, I thought maybe the Jets could trade up into the first round and grab him. I was thrilled when he was the pick. I was upset when they traded out a 48 because he was still on the board, and I said, just take Denzel and forget it. They moved back and still were able to get him. Um. He's 6'3 and runs a 4'3 40-yard dash and is a good contested catch receiver. I hope something's still left in the tank, but we don't know. We'll see in training camp, I guess. Travis is back, calling in from Ohio. Travis, what do you got for us this week, my friend?
5: Hey, Matt. Travis from Ohio. Hey, buddy. I wanted to talk about wide receiver. Okay. I know we have been for a long time now, and we missed out on Tyree Hill, but a lot of people weren't talking about – some people were talking about how Joe Douglas failed. Some realized that he just always wanted to go to Miami, Mm -hmm. and that's where he was going to go. And, like, then people aren't talking about us driving up the price for him from Miami. I mean, they paid a king's ransom for a wide receiver. It's 29 years old and five picks. So that's five guys that could play next year. And a 29-year-old wide receiver, it's an ACL tear away from not playing. At that price tag, so I don't know. I'm I'm kind of glad we did dodge that bullet. So, um, but anyway, in the draft, where do you think would be a safe spot to draft Jamison Williams? Hmm. Um, like where do you think the the best value to not reach? Because I don't, th- I don't think he's going to play next year. Because tearing his ACL in the championship game, I don't think that's soon enough. And if you invest in him, like I wouldn't risk getting him hurt next year. So that's fair. Where do you think the value would be to take a Jameson Williams? But anyway, love you, buddy. Good
1: job. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it as always. The team that I think makes the most sense for him that I always end up mocking him to go is the Philadelphia Eagles. And they have picks 15, 16 and 19. So somewhere in that range. And the reason why is because they have three first round picks. So they could afford if he misses six games, let's say, or I don't know, something like that. We'll just say six games next year. They could afford it because they have two other first rounders that they're taking. It's not like you only have that one guy. Um, or even if like he somehow fell later to like a team, like I don't think he would, but let's say Kansas city. Now I know they have wide receiver issues, but uh, if he fell to a team that was like real, like good, a good infrastructure uh, and he didn't have to be relied on so heavily right away and they could survive a few weeks without him. That'd be the perfect scenario with Philadelphia. You know, they like to run the ball. They have a good tight end that they can throw to. Obviously, um, you just took a wide receiver out of Alabama last year uh, who was pretty good for you. You know, Jalen Rieger didn't work out, but um, you could survive for a few weeks uh, without him in that offense. So I think that, so around the midway point, 15, somewhere around there. So if it was like the Jets trading up to get him or maybe moving back to get him, that might be the best spot at that point. Hopefully that makes sense, Travis. Let me know what you think. Uh, We're going to go Devin in Nevada. All right. We got another would you rather? Pick a prospect. Okay. Let's do it.
6: What's going on, Matt? Devin from Nevada calling back in. Today, I'm going to put you on the hot seat. Oh boy! So what I'm going to do is I'm going to name uh, some prospects that play a a similar or the same position. Mm -hmm. And I want you to pick which one you'd rather have on the roster and why. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to say the matchup, and then I'm going to pause for 15 seconds, 15, 20 seconds. I'm going to let you answer, and then I'm going to go to the next one. Here we go. Mm. So first, Jameson Williams or Garrett Wilson?
1: Okay, I'm taking Garrett Wilson in this spot. It's close, but I'm taking Garrett Wilson.
6: All right, next, George Karloftis or Jermaine Johnson?
1: Hot take. I would take George Karloftis, but I know most people would probably say Jermaine Johnson, but George Karloftis is my edge three here.
6: All right. Drake London or Traylon Burks? Ooh.
1: Uh, Traylon Burks I like better. Most Again, I feel like most people would take Drake London, but I like Burks better.
6: Hutch or KT?
1: Probably Hutchinson, but I think both are damn good prospects. And the but,
6: last one, Sauce Gardner or Hamilton? And uh, sorry if this is at all confusing, but, um, yeah, so in the, you know, please pick which uh, player that you would rather have on the team and just explain why. In that 15 seconds, those little pauses that I gave you, um, it's kind of like rapid fire. So I'd love to hear your opinion on that, man. I love the show. Love the Jets. I've never been more excited to be a Jets fan. And the last question I got, so I'm in Nevada. Does anybody know how to get to the draft? I know it's in uh, Las Vegas, and I'm trying to go, but every ticket I see is like $4,000. So if somebody does know how to get to the NFL draft, please let me know. Anyways, keep doing God's work. Go Jets. Let's get it.
1: Appreciate it. Thank you, as always, Devin. Good stuff. Um, And to answer your last one, I would say Sauce Gardner. Uh, To me, uh, corner is more impactful to safety. Uh, And to just add a couple things quick on it, uh, it was tough with Williams or Garrett Wilson. I'm going to say... Wilson, because I think he would have a higher floor and a, a bigger impact right away. Um, I get Karloftis, I just like his all around game. Uh, Jermaine Johnson might have the higher ceiling as a pure pass rusher, but I think Karloftis' floor um, is enticing. And I think he's just a, a dominant athlete. I think it's going to translate. Um, Traylon Burks, I just think athletic profile, I like more than Drake London. And I'm Drake, like London uh i I need to see a little bit more from him still i know he put up good numbers at usc but um I, i worry about him translating to the next level a little bit and yeah if someone could let me know on the vegas tickets i'd love to get out there to vegas uh last one is from chris and we're gonna do uh a little conversation about dk hey
5: matt what's going on chris from jersey Uh, I just saw some rumors this morning about uh, DK possibly being available for the right price. Um, Do you think if Seattle dealt with the Jets on this, just because of uh, the Jamal trade from a few years back, that uh, it would drive up the price just basically because they don't want to look stupid Mm. giving up uh, two first rounders for Jamal. Now say we give up two second rounders for DK that kind of that kind kind of makes them more dumb. I think you know what I mean. I so see. Do you think that would uh, push the price up to uh, more than Joe D wants to give up? Let me know. Thanks.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, if I'm Seattle's GM, I don't know how I'm answering the phone if Joe Douglas is calling. And if I'm Seattle, I'm not doing it for anything less than pick ten. And I'm not sure Joe Douglas would want to do that. Um, I would rather much rather do thirty-five. Say, hey, take thirty-five and thirty-eight. We're good, and then at pick ten, maybe you move back and you do whatever at that point. Um, but yeah, could you imagine if they end up giving giving up DK Metcalf too and not get a first round pick back after you gave two first round picks to get Jamal Adams? This is just it's downright crazy. And. That's also part of the reason why I find it hard to believe that the Jets are going to land DK because I don't know if they're going to want to do business with Seattle again, or if Seattle's going to want to do business with the Jets again, I guess. Who knows? I really hope something like that happens. DK or AJ Brown, it kind of, that's the perfect way to round you know round this all together because we started with those two. So anyway, that's going to do it for me on this episode, episode 111. Thank you so much for tuning in. We're inching closer to the NFL draft another week in the books. Please make sure to subscribe, leave a rating, review, all that fun stuff. Really appreciate the love and support. I'm Matt O'Leary. And I'll talk to you next time.